Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And in that vein, boy, we have something very timely for you uh, today. Uh, we have Jim Vandehei. He is co-author of the book called Smart Brevity. Uh, and uh, really excited about this book. It's extremely important. Um, Jim, of course, uh, we're glad to have you on the program. We know that uh, you are a co-founder uh, of one of the most, I think one of the most influential and important sites out there. It's one I, I check on a regular basis. And uh, uh, I want you to talk about uh, Axios, and I want you to talk a little bit about your back background. And real quickly about what drove you to write this particular book. And I know that, you know, having been familiar with your, your website, you know, that had a profound impact on uh, why you even wrote the book. Uh, for sure. I thank you for having me on your show. Uh, it's a real treat for me. The, you know, we wrote the book. It's called Smart Brevity because that Smart Brevity philosophy is how we built Axios, the media company, which was five years ago when we started the company. We realized ourselves and anybody else who sort of cares about the world is in business was going to need to know a lot more across more topics than ever before if they wanted to be successful, meaning you, I have to understand China and AI and politics and business and media. That's a lot, and you're going to be asked to do that when you're more distracted and inundated with information than ever before. And our solution to that, our antidote to that, was smart brevity, this idea of how can we be both smart but also as efficient as humanly possible with the information that we're delivering so that people who are busy can get as good of information as quickly as possible so that they can make better decisions. And it worked really well as a media company. We've got millions of readers. We have 550 employees. I started running the company on the smart brevity philosophy, meaning like every week I'm communicating to my staff, which is spread throughout the United States, uh, in smart brevity, here's what's new, here's why it matters, uh, so that everybody can be aligned, everybody can feel like they have total visibility into what we're doing. It really has helped the, the culture, it has helped with productivity. And so we wrote the book because I think it, what we learned running a media company, what I've learned as a journalist, could help anybody, whether you're a student, a teacher, a preacher, uh, you're an entry-level employee or a manager or a leader, everybody needs to learn to communicate more efficiently if you want to be effective, if you want to be heard in this era of distraction. Yeah, and, and it's incredible how much distraction. You're, you're trying to have a conversation with someone, and they're looking at their phone. <laughs> you know, and if they're in a room with a TV on a screen, you know, screen on the wall, uh, you know, they'll be going back and forth between their, their phone and the TV screen. It's really difficult. And so, you know, there's, there's uh, uh, you know, you know, expressions like word economy, that, that's something that we heard a lot. I think that yeah, it's been around for, for generations, but we heard a lot really since the 80s, which is interesting because, you know, that's the time that uh, we entered the information age where we were still kind of an industrial stage. I, you know, I think, of the, uh, I think of the book Megatrends, which is phenomenal. John Nesbitt, who I've interviewed uh, before, he really yeah. kind of set the stage. We are really driven to distraction in a way like we've never been driven before. And, uh, and so that really does play a role in our communication. Uh, for sure. And if you think about it, 80% of information consumption is done on a phone. The average person checks their phone an astonishing like 250 times a day and probably even more than that. 
that's so different than 1980. That's so different than 1990. And so people are getting information differently than ever before. They're looking at a screen that is exponentially smaller than ever before, and they're getting hit with uh, information from more sources than anyone would have dreamed possible even in 1995. And yet very few people have been taught to communicate differently in that environment. Like, of course, people are are distracted now. Of course, it's harder to get information to stick. So why haven't schools, businesses, others taught people to adjust their own style to be effective in this environment? And that's what we're trying to do with Smart Brevity. It's a very quick read, but it's all it's written in a human language. It's written for anybody who wants to become a better communicator and therefore, I think, become better at business, better in, in life. And there are things that, that, that you and I have learned in journalism that I think can apply to any communicator. And then there's things that we've just learned from looking at the brain science and the studies on distraction and skimming and scanning that would be useful to anybody who cares to communicate one to many and needs people to remember something and ideally act on it. That's why we communicate. We have something important to say. We should probably be more thoughtful and strategic about how we do it. Yeah, very good. Talk about what the big mistakes you see. What are are the most common mistakes that you see in the communication front? I mean, the first one is long-windedness, the amount of words that are wasted, that are said or written that no one would ever listen to or ever read is a national crisis. These two-page memos, these long academic reports, things that are way longer than they need to be, number one. Number two, the number of people who write like they're a machine or write like they're a hot dog, right, or a show-off, like using SAT words or speaking in acronyms, like people not writing like a human, not speaking like a human, massive mistake. And then not getting to the point as fast and as succinctly and as clearly as you possibly can. If you have a good idea and you hide it in a vomit of words, who's going to sort through that mess to figure out what you were trying to say? Take one minute, figure out what is the most important thing you want to say, distill it into as few words as possible, make sure they're normal words that you would use in conversation with someone over a beer at a bar, and then convey it to them, and then give them the context on why it matters. And a magical thing happens. They might actually want to listen to you. Yeah, I love those. Those are good. Uh, You know, and I'm reminded, uh, you know, when I was a younger man, I I would be writing things, articles, and I'd go, oh, that word only has three syllables. I think I could do better. Uh, you know, I could, I, my mind was almost like that, if you know what I mean. And, and uh, I had a, a boss tell me at one point that I know your, your degree is in history, and so the, you guys with liberal arts degrees think you get paid uh, one word at a time, but that doesn't work here. <laughs> you know, and, and those are really very, you know, that was 20 years ago. Those are very powerful takeaways. Very. A lot of this is common sense, and a lot of it is sort of retraining your brain to communicate. Like the, best, the number one thing anybody could do, like this second, that would change things radically, would be to stop being selfish and self-indulgent when you're communicating. Stop writing or talking for yourself and reverse it. Think about the person you're communicating to. How can I be respectful of their intelligence? How can I be respectful of their time? How can I be helpful? Could I save them time? Could I point out emphatically the most important thing that I have to say so they don't have to dig for it? If you just do those couple of things and then go back to what I learned from the nuns at Catholic school back in second grade, right? Like noun, verb, object, you know, be straight, 
Be clear. You don't have to gutsy it up with fancy phrases and clauses. Clarity is a beautiful thing. And it's not easy to be clear. We have this sign up in our office that says brevity is confidence, length is fear. It's hard to be efficient. It's easy to masquerade our insecurity in a pile of words. Yeah, I've gotten into the habit now where I will say what the question, answer to a question or what the point is in one sentence at the very beginning, and then I'll add additional content after that if they want to read it. You know, so that a winner, well, why didn't you do this? Well, if you read the second paragraph, apparently you got the answer to the first line. <laughs> you would have said I addressed that. Right. But, uh, you know, I think it's so, so powerful. Uh, my guest, this segment, uh, Jim Vandehei, uh, co-author of a book with uh, Mike Allen and Roy Schwartz. It's called Smart Brevity. Uh, he's taking great experience from Axios to uh, this phenomenal book that I think is so important for the times we live in. Um, best way to get more information uh, as we wrap it up. Jim? Uh, SmartBrevity.com. You can get the book there. You can get more information uh, about the book. Uh, If you read the book and have questions, have feedback, I'm Jim at Axios.com. I'm always eager to hear uh, from readers. Impossible to offend. So even if it's negative, send it my way. But I I really appreciate shows like yours where you're really trying to have thoughtful conversations that I do think help people make better decisions about the choices that they make. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.